You're listening to Hort Skills on the Plants Grow Here podcast. I'm Scott Smith, and each episode will explore an important horticultural skill. Propagation is simply the practice of using a specific technique to create a new plant. The technique will use a part of the origin plant, known as the mother plant, in order to create offspring. Propagation techniques include various forms of grafting, from seed, layering, including air layering, division, budding, and cuttings. Cuttings extend to softwood, semi-ripe, hardwood, and root cuttings. In this segment, we are focusing on propagation via cuttings. Softwood cuttings are taken from spring to early autumn, and plants that favour this method will include both harder and tender perennials, such as chrysanthemums, fuchsias, hydrangeas, pelargoniums, and more. Softwood cuttings are often used for species thought to be more difficult to propagate. This is because softwood cuttings are areas actively in growth and are therefore high in rooting potential in the undifferentiated meristem. Due to their soft nature, they lose water easily and require great care once taken in order to stop them from drying out, and also care not to excessively water them, which will cause fungal issues to arise. Semi-ripe cuttings are slightly more lignified and mature than softwood. These are taken from late summer to mid-autumn, and plants that favour this method include climbers such as ivy and passionflower, hedging like box and Portuguese laurel, herbs like rosemary and lavender, and even trees like holly, as well as a fair range of conifers. Semi-ripe cuttings are actually subdivided into four categories. Basic semi-ripe cuttings is where a cutting is taken below a leaf to leave a 10 to 15 centimeter stem with a small area of leaf, which is often cut in half, left to heal. Heel cuttings is where a cutting is pulled away from a main stem on the mother plant to leave a snag, which will root. Basal cuttings are where the swollen area of the stem is cut at the base. And lastly, mallet cuttings is where an individual leaf is planted with a piece of stem still attached. Hardwood cuttings are taken in mid-autumn to late winter. Plants that favour this method will include trees like poplar and willow, climbers like jasmine and honeysuckle, and fruit like gooseberries and redcurrants. Root cuttings are used to propagate a range of herbaceous perennials like echinops, phlox and verbascum. They are taken late autumn to early winter whilst the mother plant is dormant. It involves simply lifting the plant whilst dormant, washing the roots and taking a small 10 to 15 size centimetre cutting around pencil thickness from the root of the mother plant and inserting it into soil. We ensure that no more than a third of the mother plant's roots are taken in order to ensure that it survives. Regarding potting mixes and inputs, it's very much dependent upon the type of propagation. With regards to our focus on cuttings, then these depend whether it's softwood, semi-ripe or hardwood. Softwood cuttings are usually dipped at the base into a hormone powder, which has the added bonus of being an antifungicide. This will maximise the chance of it striking, i.e. developing roots. Typically, several cuttings are placed into one tray or pot. A free-draining, low-nutrient potting soil should be used, and cuttings are kept humid to prevent drying out by placing them into a propagator unit or into a sealed plastic bag, such as a sandwich bag. Once they've taken, i.e. developed roots, they can gradually be acclimatised to a less humid environment and after a month or so can be potted up individually. Semi-ripe cuttings are not too dissimilar, where a hormone powder is used 
and a soil mix of 50-50 compost to sharp sand or compost to perlite is employed. Hardwood cuttings are often taken around 30 to 50 centimetres in length and can be placed into a sandy, free-draining trench and left for the winter outside. If, however, the area is adept to particularly harsh winters, then a cold frame with a closed lid can be used or even potted up into a free-draining soil and then left in an unheated shed. By propagating via vegetative methods such as cuttings, then you can create a new plant true to the mother plant. In the instance of seeds, plants that are created may not be the same as the mother plant. This is owing to seed being created most typically via natural fertilisation from cross-pollination. A typical example may be a bee pollinating the pistil, i.e. female parts of a plant, with pollen that is gathered from other plants, meaning the seed may contain the sexual haploid gametes from the mother plant and the sexual haploid gametes from the father plant to create a zygote, which is diploid. Might sound confusing, but it works very similar to how humans make babies. A bit from mum and a bit from dad in order to create a new unique being. Plants can actually be isolated so as not to be pollinated by a different type of father haploid. This can be either by isolating the female flowers and hand pollinating it with a cotton wool bud, or by ensuring that female plants are surrounded by only plants that are the same type. Obviously this has issues because bees can forage for miles, so there's no guarantee it won't have stopped off at a different type plant along the way before heading into your special one type plant zone. That being said, plant breeders exploit this. They purposefully fertilize a female flower of one plant with the pollen of another plant by hand in order to create a seed that may morph the characteristics of both. Once they hit the jackpot and create an ideal, then they can propagate from this vegetatively in order to create more that's true to type. Thereby, a new plant is created. A major benefit of vegetative propagation is therefore getting propagules, i.e. mini bits of mother plant, that will become its own independent plant. These will share the same characteristics, be it profile, flowering colour, type, fruit, disease resistance, and so on. Not every plant can propagate easily by cuttings. As mentioned, more difficult plants to root are often taken as softwood cuttings in order to improve chances of success. However, with certain plants, it's much easier to simply propagate by seed rather than vegetatively, for example with papayas or marigolds. In the case of softwood and semi-ripe cuttings, you want to take them very early in the morning when they're fully turgid. That is to say, they have full water capacity in the stems, owing to not respiring so much during the night. This maximises the chance of success as they will be less likely to dry out. If many cuttings are taken, then they should be placed into a poly bag to retain moisture so they don't dry out before getting back to the area where you will prep them for potting. By taking cuttings at the correct time and providing the correct soil conditions with an appropriate potting mix, and also providing a suitable environment, then chances of success are vastly increased. The main mistakes to avoid with cuttings are taking them during the day, during warm sunny conditions, for example with ripe and semi-ripe. However, this is less important with hardwood. It is important to not overwater, but it's also important not to let them dry out. Equally important is to prepare the cuttings properly. Cuttings require being cut smoothly with a sharp grafting knife just above or below a node, the area where leaves will form. This area is high in hormones and will become the roots. If you take the base to be the mid-stem between leaves, then there's a higher chance of failure. It also pays to take cuttings from stems that have not flowered. 
If a stem has flowered, it has likely put energy and nutrients, etc. into the flower, because this is the way that a plant naturally wants to propagate, i.e. by fertilization and seed. Propagation can be done quite easily at home. Specialist equipment isn't particularly needed for cuttings, though items like a heated propagation unit, which are available reasonably cheaply from garden centres, can vastly improve chances of success. Propagation by cuttings is, of course, a great way to bulk up your garden very cheaply. It is a great way to reduce carbon footprint also. Think about every time you buy a plant online or even from the local garden centre. The miles that those plants have travelled will be much more than yours taken straight from your garden and put back out to your garden. It is also the case that you're growing your own lovely cuttings, which have had a lot less exposure to chemicals, fertilisers, sprays and so on that have gotten them to the stage where they can be sold in a garden centre versus yours done at home. With vegetative propagation, plants true to type have been created in order to preserve rare and endangered species like the sweet bay magnolia, Magnolia virginiana. There are so much advantages to cuttings. If you've never taken one, why not give it a try? It's great fun and it can really help you to bulk out your garden at home. The Royal Horticultural Society, RHS, have brilliant guides online and books that will help you to do all types of cuttings. Have a go at home. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn at Scott H. Smith, MCI Hort, Diphort, RHS. And if you enjoy content like this, why not catch my weekly article in the Press and Journal, available online.